0: sis squad we heard you and today we have a bonus episode for you where we have cody hodson a professional hockey player on to tell us all about hockey because we couldn't do it without him this is going to be one of those things where it's like you don't know what you know until we ask you a question and you're going to be like wait you really don't know that like really we don't and a lot of our listeners don't either so just bear with us and no, that, yeah that's let's... fine
1: my actual job i work for the national predators and that my job is to introduce kids to the game of hockey so I answer all these questions and more every day. That's
0: amazing. Is it like a program that you you teach the kids hockey or how how does that work?
1: I played six years in the NHL, uh, played for Vancouver, Buffalo, and Nashville. And then when I was finished with Nashville, um, they asked if I wanted to be the lead alumni for their Little Preds program, it basically introduces kids to the game that are aged four to nine years old. And the only stipulation being that the kids have not been able to play hockey before this. So it's literally like the first introduction they get to the game of hockey that we kind of oversee. and to make it affordable the game of hockey is so expensive now we've given them free gear we give them like outfit skates you know stick helmet gloves everything all the equipment needed we give them the NHL alumni coaching and then the ice time for like 150 bucks or something so
0: wait what did you just say what did they wear skates no you said the word that starts with an o
1: (laughs) outfits
0: but you how do you say it you're you're you've got the Canadian accent say it
1: Yeah, I, I've been told that. I've been in the states now, what? A, actually, almost a decade, ten years. So. Oh
0: really? I, but you I've still lost say. Most
1: of the Canadian like, accent, but out. Rough
0: and out. Or rough. Out. And, <laughs> and, um, and uh, outfit, and I'm trying to think of other words. What are other words that you say that people are like? Those are the big
1: ones, and I say a quite a bit as well.
0: A. A. a- nice. Yes. I, feel like- I have a, I have a, few a friend from the, the UP, and they all say A all the time, too. It's very bizarre, very bizarre. That's right. I
1: get asked if I'm from the UP all the time, actually. Oh, really? Yeah.
0: Yeah, Yesenia, you don't know her, but Christine Yesenia is from the UP, and they're always like, I don't even know what the, there's like one saying that they all say, like, A to the UP, A, eh? or something. I don't even know.
1: <laughs> I, I have literally
0: never in my life heard Yesenia say that. Yes well no she doesn't really have that much of an accent and Cody you really don't either it's just like specific words that I picked up on and I was like all right I'm actually a little bit of research and knew that you were from Canada and I was like yeah yeah I I heard it I heard it when you said outfit.
1: Yeah but to get back to my point none of this will be like new questions it's exactly what we want we want to get kids involved in the game and then hopefully they stick around and want to come buy tickets to NHL games and stuff so. Well, you brought
0: up, we've got like a whole list of questions that we want to ask, but you brought up the outfits and not just how you say it, but also how expensive they are. And that's kind of one of our questions. So I'm kind of just going to jump all over the place. Um, The gear that you wear, the outfits, whatever. I was telling Christine... Like it's, I mean, it can be thousands of dollars worth of equipment that you need to wear in every single game. Is that right?
1: It can be, especially the more competitive and and the you know more advanced equipment. What we give the kids, what we outfit them in. Um, the beginner stuff is about $400. So if families want to join and, and get their kids signed up, they could, like I said earlier, pay $150 for all those services, but then they could just literally sell that equipment and make a profit. We don't tell the parents that, but we want to make it as easy as possible to get the kids in so that they're, they're okay to compete with, you know, basketball, baseball, soccer, which are is a right. little more cost-effective for the families. So we're trying to we'll- get rid of that kind of um stigma attached to it. We want to get more kids involved in the game and to do that we got to make it cheaper.
0: So I would imagine like the protective equipment is like weighs a ton. Does it really weigh a lot whenever you're out on the ice? Like is it a workout in itself just walking around with that protective gear on? It
1: used to. Like years ago the pads are made of leather and like the goalie equipment sure. so being a goal, you need to be pretty strong now it's all light and it's it's the technology's improved so much that it's it's more protective it's it's harder on. they have this stuff now in, in your gloves that they use like motorcycle racers will use that if you slash it it becomes hard but most part it's like malleable so it's kind of a, a you know there's lots of new stuff being built into the game but we're trying to make it lighter and, and more cost efficient that's for sure
0: so if we put you on the spot and told you to tell us When you were in the, oh my God, I almost said professional hockey league. Is it the NHL, the national hockey league? Yeah,
1: Yeah, that's right.
0: What kind of equipment did you wear? Like what was your, and how long did it take you to get ready for a game? Yeah. Like what was your get up?
1: Yeah. Uh, it took me, I mean, some people are superstitious, so it takes them longer or shorter, but I, I usually take about 15 minutes. I, I put my, you know, you put your jock on first or a Jill for a girl. You got your What's shin that? pads.
0: Sorry, I'm interrupting. What is that?
1: <laughs> That's the protective equipment for your, uh, private.
0: Your, oh, your private. You knew right. that. Okay.
1: Yeah. So after that, you get your shin pads and you put your socks on. Those are the big, thick socks, not like the socks on your feet, um, then you put like uh, your, your garter belt, you attach to that, to your socks, and then you put your pants on, shoulder pads, uh, wow. pumps, gloves. I, I put my skates on last just because I didn't like to be, them to be too tight the whole time. I want to just be ready for the game. So I, I kept my skates. And in between intermissions, I would just undo my skates, whereas some guys will get fully undressed in between the intermission and they can get ready so, in like five minutes. That's so you mentioned
0: intermission. How many intermissions is there? So there's two intermissions.
1: There's three periods total. So after the first period, you have a 20-minute break. Second period, there's another 20-minute break. And then the end of the game, um, unless it goes into overtime in the playoffs. Um, then the regular season, okay. it's just straight five minutes of overtime and then uh, uh, a game uh, – shootout, sorry. It's three on three and then shootout. Um, but in the playoffs, when you compete with the Stanley Cup, it's actually just unlimited amounts of period, how long, however long it takes to win the game.
0: How long are the periods?
1: They're 20 minutes stop time.
0: Which means what?
1: Um, well, after every whistle, it stops. Not like in football, where the count the clock will just keep running. After each whistle, the the clock stops. So it's actually, football
0: meaning uh, soccer.
1: Football meaning like the American uh, version. Wait, but the clock
0: it. does stop in football.
1: When you run, the the clock still runs. If you oh if you oh, it, I it see what you're saying. Stop. If you want to play, then the clock stops. But for the most part, it will run, so it's less time.
0: And when does it when does it stop?
1: It counts actual down da- it counts down from twenty minutes each period.
0: Each period. Yeah. And it doesn't st- I'm sorry, I'm still not comprehending the timing, the stopping of the timing. Christine, do you get it? Yeah, I think so.
1: So, so it just every like- whistle, if, if there's a goal, say the clock stops. So if there's a minute, uh, it starts at 20, you go down to 19 minutes, there's a goal scored, it stops at nineteen, there's a face-off, the play resumes, and then the clock starts again. So the number oh. of players okay. are is still But what
0: about during like a penalty?
1: A penalty, uh, the clock stops when there's a penalty. And then as the penalty goes, the clock starts with it. But there's going to be less players in the other team than your team. That's the advantage of a, a penalty or a power play. The team that gets the penalty is shorthanded. The team that the infraction was on, they now have a power play. So they have five players. The other team only gets four. But the clock still runs during that time.
0: Because the player with the, goes into the timeout booth or whatever it's called.
1: <laughs> yeah, timeout booth, that's a good <laughs> thing a good.
0: It. What's it called, the penal- penalty booth? Penalty box. Penalty box. It's, penalty a, timeout. Box. it's
1: a timeout booth. It's yeah, the timeout
0: booth. booth. Yeah, okay, so the one timeout. team that has a penalty, and Christine and I were talking, we are like, what are penalties? And so my- so we'll get to that in a minute. But like, yeah. if you have a penalty, and what'll end up happening, so there's, I guess, even higher level there's five players versus five players on the ice at all times.
1: Yeah. So the, the very be- basics of hockey, I don't know if, if many of your listeners would know, but it's, it's five skaters versus five skaters with a goal. So technically there's six players on the ice for each team. Okay. And at the end of the game, more goals wins. Um, that's pretty standard. But um, what kind of makes it different is that it's three stop period times of 60 minutes total. So 20 minutes each period. If there's a penalty, there's no assessed time like in like European soccer. It's just you get the 60 minutes on the clock to play the game. More goals wins.
0: Got it. Okay. And then how many total players? Or are they called skaters? You call hockey yeah, skaters?
1: skaters. Players, same thing.
0: Okay. Um, I want to get my terminology right. I kept we had a baseball guy on, and I kept calling um, the postseason the playoffs and like all the terminology was wrong. So I wanna make sure that I'm getting the terminology wrong. So there are six total players, including the um, goalie on the ice um, for each team, but how many people are sitting on the bench?
1: There's usually four lines of forwards. So of those five players that are on the ice plus a goalie, goalie's always in the game, always on the ice. The five players that are skaters, they will rotate on and off, and they usually will rotate with their position. So there'll be three forwards and two defensemen. The forwards will change with another group of three lines on the bench. So that means there's four lines of forwards, four times, you know, three lines on the ice is 12 forwards. Then on defense, you usually have six uh, defensemen, including two on the ice. So you have two extra pairs on the bench.
0: Okay. So what's the...
1: It's, (laughs) It's, <laughs> there's about 20 players on an NHL roster. I was
0: going to say, that's a big roster. That's, that's, that's a, a lot. lot of players. Like typically you, we see like what, 12 in the NBA. So, and there's about the same number of people on the ice, but I I mean, obviously hockey is going to be a little bit more of a, um, violent sport, if you yes. know. So I think, you know, are, are, there's a lot more subbing going on in like a hockey game than you would see in like a basketball game, if you will.
1: Yeah, yeah that I was think, my question. I think it comes down to more of a team sport. I mean, basketball, uh, one or two players can really dominate the entire game. I feel like in hockey, the star players get the most attention, which makes sense, but it really takes a whole team to win. That's why you'll see a lot of these top players that play on bad teams. It's, they're doing the best they can, but it still takes the rest of the crew to kind of help them out to win. And hockey, I feel like, is the, one of the best examples of that. You can't just have one good player that's on the ice the entire game because you have so many players on the roster that need to come into the game. You can, it's uh, the average shift length is about 40 seconds in an NHL. So it's quick. You're on and off really fast, and the more guys come to replace you. And then uh, the, if there's a power play or a penalty kill, there's, there's not too many stoppages in, in play um, that can – kind of get these guys back on the ice so there's so a, it's
0: not really like like football where you have first string second string third string so everybody gets some playing time
1: yeah you have to because it's the most i think a forward will play of those four lines you'll still have a first line you'll have a second line third line fourth line
0: and, and those are those forward. are like the strings that you're talking about
1: exactly but okay, every okay. string will play okay
0: okay even Got the it.
1: line will still play anywhere between six and 12 minutes a night, depending on how much. Why you are.
0: are you only in for 40 seconds? Is it because you get that tired because it's yeah, that exhausting? You should
1: be, you should be pushing at the pace that whole time. You should be skating and moving the puck and, and getting in the rough areas. And uh, there's some areas that um, take a little more effort, like corners and being in front of the net that you just really can't stay on much longer than that. You, you're, you're pushing to the exhaustion each time.
0: Got it. I, I okay. believe that hockey games, Sarah, have you ever been to a hockey game? I mean, to a checkers game. Yeah, I've I've been to one. It was actually the Canucks in Vancouver. Um, We went in 2018 and I, again, went in not knowing anything about hockey, but I was shocked. It's so fast paced. It's constantly back and forth and people are on ice too. So it's even faster and people are just beating the crap out of each other. So (laughs) is that like, what is considered a penalty in hockey? Because whenever I was watching it, I was like, there's just no rules.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, there are, there are rules, and, and the more you grow up and the more you see it, you'll you'll start to recognize it. But there's some things that are just blatant violations of the rules. You can't trip someone. Um, you can't punch someone in the face without, like, even that. Even though you you're not assessed a match penalty, you might still get a fighting penalty. You're still not allowed to fight hockey. you assessed a penalty, just not kicked out of the game. A lot of okay. people get confused. You're just not allowed to go out there and punch someone in the face. Okay, uh,
0: so you know. I what. People do though. Yeah, yeah they just get a
1: penalty for it. They get penalized. It's a it's a violation of the rules, but we just don't penalize it like most other sports where it's an ejection from the game. So
0: yeah. I heard a rumor. Out.
1: Yeah, you got to go time timeout for a little bit.
0: Gotta go in timeout for a little bit. Got it. Okay. Okay. That. I sense. heard a rumor that people would just go up to each other on on the ice in the middle of a game and just be like let's fight. Is that is that true or is that false? Is that fake news?
1: I mean, you see it a lot less now, but that's definitely a part of the game. There's been times. Um, All right. especially kind of older, um, generations where a team would get down a goal or two and the other team would try to, you know, mix up the emotion, try to get their team fired up. So they would go to the other guy on the other team that's known for fighting and say, Hey, we're going to, we're going to fight. And i be like, okay, it's my job. I got to do that. So, um, you see less of it nowadays, but it's definitely it was there. <laughs>
0: that's awesome. So are people losing teeth because they're fighting or because they're getting hit in the mouth with a puck?
1: I mean you lose teeth for a variety of reasons uh, that's usually the first question i get when people ask me if i played you know when i played hockey i know can to we ask you predators. to smile
0: do you have all your your pearlies you yeah, do you a, he you does need
1: a, you need a good dentist that's the key so these, these two are <laughs> fake right here
0: <laughs> oh they are
1: yeah yeah
0: how many have you lost
1: uh two and a half so i had one rebuilt too
0: wow and but how did you lose yours? Okay. I was going to say, Cody, can we ask you how you lost yours? Was it <laughs> hockey related?
1: <laughs> yeah, no, they're all hockey related. Okay. Uh, <laughs> the first one was when I was 17. Um, I fell. I actually got tripped, and the guy, the puck was right by my face. And the uh, player on the other team went to get the puck. His stick hit me in the mouth and uh, oh. skipped the one in half and knocked the other one a little bit. So I rebuilt it. And then uh, a few years ago, um, playing professionally, I got cross checked in the face by a defenseman
0: what does cross checked mean
1: when you have your your hockey stick and you you cross check so you i have a putter here in front of me it's like this whole and you're really cross-checking someone with your stick
0: oh s- it's funny that you bring the <laughs> putter into this because that was one of was, our questions i was talking to christine earlier and i was like wait do hockey players have like just as many sticks as I mean, golfers, obviously there's all the irons, there's the drivers, whatever. So, and like the puck, like, are there different variables? I'm sorry, the, the stick, are there different variables of a stick? Like, do you get one that, that hits the puck really far? Or one that is just like a big log that doesn't hit the puck really far. <laughs> like, are there different sizes? Most,
1: most players don't. Most have one stick that's, that's, they repeat. So they like throughout a season, you'll go through I don't know, 80, 90 sticks. You got probably two, wow. two sticks a game. Some guys will use four, but you're constantly rotating through. So you, you go through a ton of sticks. They get broken. They get chipped. They get, you know, stepped on. There's the sticks are really just, they, they reload them so quickly. But. They
0: don't have any sort of like sentimental value to them. Like yes. golfers do with their putters and their, some you know guys,
1: what I mean? Some guys do. So I remember I played with a teammate who, who had a hat trick with his stick. Like he would use it for the next game, get another hat trick. So. Like he wanted to keep using the same stick. Usually that doesn't happen. That's like a a rare circumstance.
0: All right. So Cody, what is a hat trick?
1: Oh, a hat trick is when a player scores three goals. And traditionally in hockey, it it became that way. When someone scored three goals, someone would throw their hat on the ice. So So three goals in one game? Yeah. Three goals in the same game. And uh, usually the crowd usually just litters the ice with hats. That's just kind of a tradition.
0: Have you ever had a hat trick?
1: Uh, not in the NHL actually, but in my, my professional career. Yes.
0: Okay. Um, so we've talked, I mean, I feel like players, we've talked offense, we've talked defense. So what, what position did you play Cody?
1: I played center and right wing. So I was a forward. My job was to just score goals and generate offense.
0: Got it. And then there's, um, and then there are two, were one other of you on the ice. So how many offense, offensive and defensive players are there on the ice?
1: So of the five on my team, there were, there was usually two other players, the left winger and a right winger. And then on the other team, they also had forwards that were right center and left wing. Um, and they were trying to score on us.
0: And so then, so there's two defenders and the goalie. Yes. Got it. Okay. That makes sense. So I feel like we've talked through all of the rules. We talked through penalties, fighting, losing teeth. Um, yep. Christine, I would like, to, I mean, how many, this might be a difficult question because if somebody asked me how many NFL teams there were, I don't know if I'd be able to say it on the spot, but like, do you know, I guess, how do the divisions work in hockey? Like who plays who? That's a good question, Sarah. Like how are they broken up?
1: So hockey is all based on geography. Um, Okay. It's been like that for a long time just to kind of cut down on travel and uh, to build in some rivalries. So um, the division that you guys are probably from, um, if you you even been to a Charlotte Checkers game, there'd be uh, Carolina Hurricanes are right there. They would right. play against some of the other teams in the closer proximity. So um, it was based on time zones. It's based off of how far the plane rides are. And they just try to keep it kind of close. This year with COVID, it's different. They have like these yeah. bubbles that teams will play against. and All of Canada is one, but that's not typical. There's a ton of travel up in Canada right now that normally wouldn't, teams wouldn't want to do.
0: So and how, how many... many- how many games are in a, a regular season like how many games do you there's guys games, play
1: two games regular season there's about 10 preseason games usually to get you know you get to into the, the rhythm and uh, allow the rookies to play more and, and just kind of sharpen your skills and then in the playoffs it's the first team to 16 wins so you have to win a uh, oh. best of seven four times
0: Wow the same so team is the best of seven okay because yeah. I remember the um the Charlotte checkers won the Stanley Cup for their Size of hockey, whatever it's called, That's I right. forget yep. what it's called. Um, and I remember I went to a few of their games, but it felt like such a long postseason. It's because it is. So <laughs> there's how many? Um, there's 82 regular season games, and then how does the bracket for the postseason work?
1: So the top 16 teams all make the playoffs. The bottom half of the league doesn't make it, and within those two uh top 16, there's two divisions that are made. So there's. On each side, it's like a bracket style Eurofollow the March Madness basketball. It's yeah. similar, but rather than one game, you play seven games to see who moves on to the next game. Next Got season. It. So that if you win four games, you move on to the next one. It could be four straight if you win all four. Um, then you go to the next round, quarterfinals, semifinals, and the finals.
0: And then the finals is to win the Stanley Cup. That's right. Yeah. And that would be the East versus the West.
1: Traditionally, yeah. Okay. Um, we've had some changes to the the brackets, but yeah, that's normally what it's like.
0: Got it. Okay. Yeah. That makes um, complete sense. And then who is like, okay. So knowing again, absolutely nothing about hockey, who won the Stanley cup last year,
1: the Tampa Bay lightning.
0: Okay. The Tampa Bay lightning. And like, what are teams that like, I feel like we should know about the hurricanes because they're just in North Carolina. So I should, we've never been to a hurricane. We've never been to a game, but like, what are like, you think of the Lakers when you think of the NBA, right? I mean, I think the Charlotte Hornets, but that's because I'm biased and I obviously (laughs) am from Charlotte. So I love the Charlotte Hornets, but like, you know, there are big names in the NBA that I feel like you should know about. Like what are the big name teams in hockey that like we should know about, we should keep an eye out for.
1: I mean, I think the equivalent, of, you know, like the Dallas Cowboys, say, in football, or it'd be the Toronto Maple Leafs would be the, like, the traditional. The OGs. Montreal. Yeah, the Montreal Canadiens, New York Rangers. Um, okay. So those are the, probably the, the most well-known. Um, Montreal has won the most Stanley Cups. The Chicago Blackhawks you may have heard of. Yeah. Philadelphia Flyers.
0: The Caps, the Capitals. I went Austin's to school capital. in Virginia. Yeah, yeah um, the Caps. A couple years ago. And they, I mean, all, everybody I went to school with was huge Caps fans. And it was just a reason for me to go out and party. So I went out (laughs) and wore my red and was like, yippee, but like had absolutely no idea what was going on. I mean, I love a good sporting event. The Caps have been good lately too. And like the Preds even, the Preds and the Penguins played each other, what, a few years ago?
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's what really supports the game. You know, we get enough people that are passionate fans into it and it brings along everyone else.
0: Well, I think too, I mean, so Cody, I know we talked all the rules of like hockey and everything, but what brought you to the game of hockey? Like how old were you whenever you started playing, um,
1: yeah, I grew and, up in Canada. So my yeah. experience might be a little different than some of your viewers, but I grew up skating on an outdoor lake. just behind our cottage. We shoveled off the snow and, um, my dad played growing up, not professionally, but you know, like just like most Canadians, everyone kind of learned to skate and knew how to play the game. So my brother played and I had to do what he did. And so we just grew up kind of living and breathing hockey every day. I, w- I was fortunate enough to, to play with a really good minor hockey league team with some really good coaches. And I think five of us from that team all played in NHL, which the odds of making it are 0.001 or something. It's like ridiculous. So to that's have awesome. five of us from one team was, was pretty special. So I, I have a lot of fond memories growing up. And that's why I, I like to give back to the game now. That's why I work for the national players and the youth and try to get more people involved in the game.
0: That's well we're part of that youth because we know absolutely nothing <laughs> that's so true guaranteed your five-year-olds who have been in the program for a year know a lot more and can probably skate better backwards than christine and i can skate forwards they're um, pretty
1: good that's not saying much though that's not saying anything against you guys there there's some pretty good skaters out there
0: oh my gosh that's even on the ski slope i go out there and i see these little like three-year-olds who can just learn to walk and they're you know <laughs> yeah
1: skiing, going snowboarding right down
0: past us yeah. chewing yeah sliding right past <laughs> us and i'm like sweating my ass off so um anyway i want to know the season so uh, 82 games obviously is played over how long like how long when does the season start when does it end how long is it
1: outside of COVID, it usually goes it starts in october and it's done by june
0: that's a long season
1: it's a grind and then you have probably
0: pre-season starts back again in what september
1: yeah and so training
0: starts in july i mean you have what one month
1: Yeah. If you win the Stanley cup multiple times, like Chicago has recently, or you go to the finals a lot, like Tampa, there's not a lot of offseason Um, for teams that don't make the playoffs, you got like four or five months of (laughs) golfing. So there's a, it's a nice overlap between the two sports. That's why I have the putter here has set up a golf, uh, putting range in my house.
0: I was going to say in your free time, do you like to golf? I saw the putter and this is the second time you've brought golf up. So are you a (laughs) golfer?
1: I do. Yeah. I just got back into it. Um, with your friend katie actually she's she's a pretty good golfer too so
0: are you katie Katie, hey, i'm learning this about you I'm a fantastic golfer but i can golf okay i, golf I like golfers. to go to top golf and drink. well we did grow up Topgolf on a golf course we did we yeah, did grow up know, on a golf course yeah katie's parents or katie's dad and our dad play golf together like all of the time and yes like in our backyards our parents backyards is a golf course, so we definitely grew up in and around it, but I'm not good at it. I'm too Sarah loud and I Sarah course. and I used the golf course more to go sledding when it snowed. My parents and <laughs> Katie obviously used it for actual golf. <laughs> we would walk the golf course on like yeah, Mondays or whenever whenever it was closed, like the golf course was actually closed, we would walk it. Um Mondays, but yeah, no, I've never really learned the game of golf. I like I was a cart girl, yeah, gave out the beverages was the easiest job ever. It was the nastiest job I've ever had. I've never been hit on by like 70 year old men so much in my life. But you got tipped well. But I got tipped really well. And so, yeah, it was, um, it was definitely worth it. And again, it was very easy, so I didn't mind, but. All right, Christine, I think, is I, that everything? Is there anything yeah. else you wanna to talk to Cody about? Oh, Cody, I do wanna ask you a question and you don't have to answer it. We can edit this out. We- What's dating like in the NHL? <laughs>
1: I mean, as a 19-year-old, a it's a lot different than as a 30-year-old, but um, this kind of goes across the spectrum of professional sports, I think. You have the opportunity to, to travel and meet people in every city, and you have an opportunity to meet some cool people. So it just kind of is what you want to make it. I, I feel like a lot of players, and I think I was the only single guy in Vancouver. Um, most of them had girlfriends or wives. A lot of them, hockey, you feel like your life is kind of sped up a little bit. You move away from home at 14 you start playing professional at 18 19 you start making money at about 20 21 so you feel like you've done a lot of things that you feel kind of old at 24 25 i think i was one of the oldest guys on my team at 24 so everything's kind of sped up a little bit a lot of guys get married earlier start having kids earlier so um yeah and that's a lot of them are people that they met in junior or or high school university so um most of the teams that i've been on a lot of them had girlfriends but but dating you you just kind of have the opportunity to date people from all over. So it's kind of cool.
0: Yeah. Different area codes. I feel like you're being like very nonchalant about it. If you're like comparing it to like other, I was talking to one of my friends who, um, she's just dated. We'll just say she's dated a lot of athletes. Right. (laughs) And, um, (laughs) She's like the way that it works. And this is with, this is with football. She's definitely, you know, dated some basketball players too, but it's mainly with football players. She's like, what they'll do is like, it's more of like a, like, I hear you talking about the hockey players about how they have girlfriends and wives, but with football and basketball, the, it's more of like, um, a lot of them have an agreement that it's like, okay, like I'm gonna take care of you for the rest of your life, but like when I'm on the road, I'm gonna do what I want to do.
1: No, I wouldn't say that. I mean oh. I'm sure I'm sure it happens, but it's not as prevalent as what it is in the NFL and NBA. Got it. Got it. Okay. Okay. So
0: whenever sense. you're traveling though and you know you travel a lot during the the regular season, there's eighty-two games. Is there time to actually go out and explore the city that you're in? Or are you there, you play, you leave?
1: Well, I had a pretty unique experience. I got hurt pretty bad when I was 19. So most of the doctors and, and people that kind of monitored me didn't think I was going to be able to play again. And uh, so I kind of appreciated it when I went back. I made sure to like soak up every city because I didn't, you know, it could be over the next day. So I would yeah. go out with my teammates. We'd have dinner and usually watch TV or something after. But we, we weren't big on like, you know, huge going out stuff. But we would we'd definitely take advantage of each city. We'd go like we were playing in San Jose. We might go up to San Francisco to have dinner. Um you know you go to la you do some stuff around the city and it's just different when you go to different places you, there's always something to see but after a few years of doing the same thing a lot of the older guys kind of get tired of it or they right you just kind of get to know your spots hockey players are famous for being very habitual find if you go to one team the next team the next team a lot of them will go to the same restaurants when they get into a city like there's a good german place in say washington or like there's a good asian place in carolina like the, oh, yeah. their their habits you know so
0: they, they keep to their favorites. I mean, when you travel that much though, so you have to stay on some, you need some sort of familiarity, right? Like I feel like it's just like a comfort thing for them. I'm the same way. I mean, I don't travel, you know, for 82 professional games a year. And I would say 90% of the time I go to the exact same restaurants in Charlotte. So <laughs> I can say that I, I, you know, I, Christine's much more like get out, go try new things. I'm very much like a habitual person, very much a ritual person and like, like to go there's to the There's nothing
1: wrong place with that either. Over and over again. Yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah. yeah. Okay, I have one more question and then we can get off. Can a lot of goalies do full splits? Most of them. <laughs> Christine, isn't that crazy? Honestly, <laughs> I thought that was a stupid question because I was like, wait, there's no way that they do splits. I've <laughs> no, been in my cool. living room all day and I've been listening to hockey and like one of the top 10s was like this guy's like split that he did to like save a goal. And I was like, huh that looked way too easy for him it looks even more odd because they have so much equipment on it's crazy so why wouldn't why wouldn't they just be in a permanent split then the whole time there's no way that anybody could get a, a goal well, yes Christine. <laughs> <laughs> just stay in a split and starfish your hands up right
1: they have experience like with that i think they put like sumo wrestlers in and stuff and just try to cover as much net as possible but it never seems to work as well
0: so funny you like strategically like recruit people off of like the my 600 pound life and just like (laughs) suit them up and sit them in front okay that's not funny katie you might need to edit that
1: out (laughs) (laughs) now it's amazing some of the best the best players and the most athletic players are usually goalies now they're about six five six six and they can move and they're flexible and strong really impressive to see that's that's changed it used to be growing up you'd put the kid that really wasn't as athletic and maybe couldn't score or couldn't play defense but in that just kind of as an afterthought say just stand here and get in the way of the pucks but now there's some of the best athletes in the world
0: yeah because sometimes you'll go like empty like the goalie will come out right and like play against the other team so that you oh, like if I get you're, so if you're nervous down. when that happens yeah
1: yeah so if you're down a goal and you need to score a goal because they're up one the goalie will come out to try to and then we can throw a normal skater on the ice to, to because you don't care if they score on you, you're still going to lose anyway. But if you have an extra skater to score a goal, it's an advantage for your team. So the last couple minutes, teams will experiment with that and they'll pull a goalie and put a player on the ice in this place. Crazy. So that
0: crazy. And yes, so it's crazy. very, like an empty net. Yeah, it's very, very stressful for sure. I feel like as a goalie too, though, I would get anxiety every time I saw the, the puck coming to my side of the, of the what do you, I was going to say, court, but. Drink ice ice. Yeah. Every time you'd come to my side, I'd be like, "Oh my god, oh my god, oh my god!" Like I feel that anxiety just watching a game. Like, okay, it's coming. You know, I'm like nervous for the goalie just in the stands watching the game. And they skate so fast. Yeah, I know. I'm not, I'm not, I, I not know. Do you know how either. fast they skate? How fast do they skate back and forth? Like, how how fast can you get up to on on the ice? Like average.
1: I don't know. I know the the record for the fastest skater in NHL is Connor McDavid. He's can skate all the way around the rink from red line all the way around the rink back to itself in like 13 seconds, which is insane.
0: What? Crazy. That is so insane. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, I could just sit here and pick your brain for the rest of the evening. Um, But we so appreciate you taking the time to come on. I think we hit everything. Um, If we think of anything else, we'll definitely let you know, but we are very appreciative. Thank you so much. Our listeners. I mean, constantly telling us to talk hockey and we we're like you guys we don't know hockey we need to find we somebody. start watching though we've got to start watching we've honestly though try. yeah i live in dc so the caps have been pretty good lately so i definitely want to get to more games yeah yeah, yeah. it's a very entertaining yeah, really sport that wraps up our bonus episode with cody hodson on hockey you guys don't forget to follow us on instagram hit that subscribe button and we will see you next week bye bye toodle